It's time for another edition of the Sports Chumps on 88.1 FM, W-E-L-H. Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity... Seize everything you ever wanted One moment Did you capture it? Just let it slip Yo, yo Now that's a sale by Bird Chumps right here at 88.1 FM WELH Providence Season 2 Episode 9. My name is Mikey Nails. My broadcast partner is Dean the Dream. We have a big show in store for everybody today. A little NFL 2022 season preview. Talk a little MLB. Gonna talk about Kevin Durant, how he just took a couple steps back. Uh, Chump of the Week, this day in sports history, and I don't know about local flavor, we might get into that. Dean the Dream, how is the week going? You, I was away for one week. Did you miss me? I did. Wow. I, I think it was wow. necessary, though. I feel like the Lion King. Can you feel the love tonight? I, I did miss you, but I believe that um, a break was needed. I think it was, it was nice for both of us, and um, how was Disney? Disney was solid. It was good. Universal was better. Universal was a lot better. Okay. Yeah, it was it was it was great. Universal was great. Florida was great. I had a great time. Um, then I came back to Rhode Island, and we're right back in the cave, getting ready to kick off our uh, seven ninety to score part of our sports jump show. Looking forward to it. Back to the Florida for a second. Was it oppressive? It, yeah, it was. Yeah, it like was. when you say like like I sweated about ten pounds. Yeah, you a, lot, were, a lot a lot of fluid coming out of me. Like, as, as in sweat, like sweat. The, like the oh, that's aggressive right there. Uh, like the Patrick Ewing type sweat oh, in the yeah. '80s when yeah. it was dripping Come down. Come on, Rossi, sweat. Uh, that's a <laughs> hardcore play right there. <laughs> All right, we are uh, season two, episode nine. We're gonna get into it. Uh, my top number nines in no specific order, unless you'd like to go first. You always do. All right, I'm gonna go. So obviously, the top nine is obviously Teddy Ballgame, Teddy Williams. I think it starts with Teddy, and then it's everybody else after that. Five hundred, Yeah, 521 home runs. The greatest pure hitter of all time. Lost five years to the service. Two wars. Just an unbelievable uh, hitter. I don't want to say all-around ball player. He was an average outfielder, but what a great hitter for those Red Sox teams from, I believe, 30, 1939 to 1960. It's Teddy Ballgame, and I believe hit, he, I think he hit 344 lifetime. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I saw something the other day. His on-base percentage, I believe, for his career was was almost 500. It was just the guy was on base half the time. And, of course, now you see this day and age of shifting. We You didn't see that back in the day, but Ted Williams is actually the first guy that anybody ever shifted over. They used to put the shift on, and he would just hit it right through the shift, and he would do whatever he had to do to, to – to get a base hit and get on base, but it's Teddy. It's Teddy ball game. Teddy ball games in my top three as far as uh, baseball players. Yeah, and of course nails. Uh, we hear we hear everything about him as far as other than being a baseball player. As far as as a pilot in, in the wars, everything he did, he did full boat. He was he was a talent. He was just a natural. At whatever he touched, he, the one he negative thing I heard about him was he's miserable. Well, that, that, well, see, now, of course you heard that because that's a media thing. So, Teddy, I guess, you know, maybe late in his career, I guess back, even back in 1999 when they had that whole Maguire and Nomar and the, the home run derby at Fenway Park mm-hmm. when Pedro struck out, I think, four out of six or whatever it was, that was when Teddy was at the end of his life. Mm-hmm. I think that was he passed away in 02. But when he came back, I guess he finally tipped the hat to the fans at Fenway, and he didn't do that for years because I guess he, I don't want to say he got booed at Fenway. It was, it was a lot of it was the media. He was very cranky and snarly with the media, and that was was a problem and I guess his attitude was based on that and the other thing that a lot of people we talk about all the work he did for the Jimmy Fund Mm -hmm. so he was great with that which you which make you think that he's 
was great, you know, off the field all around, but there was a lot of, lot of uh, miscommunication and stuff with his family where he had issues with his son and his daughter. And of course, you know, to this day, his, his head is what? Frozen? I guess he's... Yeah, he's like Walt Disney. All right, we're not going to get into that. That's hardcore right there. Uh, <laughs> but it's gonna, Teddy Ballgame, the best. Teddy Ballgame, the, the best, number nine. Now, the, the rest of the... Uh, I'm uh, sorry, could he read the seams on the ball? Nah, stop it. He's not the $6 million man. I'm just telling you what they said, that he could see the, like, Lee actually Majors. the road. No he could see the rotation yeah. on the ball as it was coming in. I, don't, I just don't think stop. so, who, but... Who, who, it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. But obviously, if he had almost a 500 OB on base percentage for his career, then it's it's yeah. somewhat believable, I he guess. Slow he, it down in his well, I mean, it's those pitches like right off the black if he could hold back on that. But uh, it's Teddy Baldwin. The rest of the uh, number nines that I have, I did not Google because I did not have time. Okay. I'm not going to lie. So I'm going to go down the list. And if they're wrong, you tell me because sometimes I am wrong. I'm going I, off. I admit when I'm wrong. I'm going off your list. Today. Unlike some people that sit next to me. Yeah, that's. I, I got the gist of that. All okay. Right. <laughs> I don't recall ever not owning my stuff, but go ahead. Right. Give me a nine. Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees. We talked about him in our in our um, top 10 quarterbacks of all time. I put him in the 10 slot last week. 80,000 yards in his career. And, of course, got the one Super Bowl with New Orleans um, and saved that town during, you know, Hurricane Katrina. Great, great quarterback. All right. Dwayne Wade. Yeah, so Wade. Yeah, Wade, number nine, huh? Um, I think that was when he went on to play f- briefly for Cleveland. Did he wear nine? F- I don't know if he wore nine for um for the for the Heat. I think he wore three. But at one point he did wear nine. We'll give it to him. Go ahead. All right, Tony Parker. Ooh, nice. Out of France. Um, was married to the, was married to the desperate housewife. Uh, does the uh, <laughs> the makeup commercials? Yeah. Um, yeah, Tony Parker, one of the best players, and under the, under the tutelage of Greg Popovich, won uh, a bunch of championships with Tim Duncan. Gordy Howe, we know he's number nine. Yeah, you know, you and I talked about in our production meeting. I mean, Gordy Howe, I mean, played I think parts of six decades. I think he came out of retirement just so he could play like a game in, at the age of sixty. Gordy Howe, an absolute legend, and no doubt the best number nine of the hockey players. Joe Torre. Wow. Joe Torre helped the Yankees win four World Series championships. I like it. What else you got? Everyone knows him as 44, but he, he did with Oakland. Reg, no. He, Reggie Jackson. No, it's, you know, I just believe, Nails, that it's good you pulled that one because he did start out with Oakland and the, those teams that won championships in World Series in the 70s. He, you know, with those, I love those uniforms, by the way, yeah, the, the okay. yellow with the green, and I'm not wow. a big yellow fan, but the yellow with the green, love those with the white, with the white cleats. Reginald Martinez Jackson, of course, started his career with the with the Oakland Athletics. As I look back, Neil's critique that I had read in my sneakers a couple of weeks ago, but I'm looking back over my left shoulder and I noticed it earlier and I didn't want to pump him for it. I, I bought him just for you, just because yeah, the reds in there. He's got yellow, red. There's like a little mixture of colors there, so he can mix colors in his sneakers. But in my case, yours was straight red, like you were coming from, from Compton. That's an aggressive play right there. But Reggie Jackson helped the Oakland A's win a bunch of championships in the early 70s. I believe they won, I think, three in a row and, you know, obviously lost to the Red Sox in 75. He moved on via free agency, went to Baltimore for a year and still wore number nine. And then, of course, to me, if, you know, on our day, we remember him as 44 with the Yankees yeah. in 77, 78. He went on to play for the Angels, finished his career back with the Oakland Athletics. But Reggie Jackson, number nine early in his career. My last one is Ian McNair. Yeah, uh, Steve McNeil, one of the toughest players of all time, came out of, I think, um, Alcorn State. I mean, I, Steve McNeil was tough. Of course, I'll always remember him for that last play in, in the Super Bowl versus the Rams where Dyson got stopped at the goal line by Mike Jones. And, of course, you know, his life was cut short tragically uh, with some off-the-field stuff that we won't really get into. Nah, but Steve McNeil is no a really, really tough, tough player, and uh, God rest his soul. Yes. That's, that's it for me. All right, so I'm just throwing one name in that I think we mentioned. One of your favorite players, not one of the best players of all time, but Jim McMahon. Yeah, of I, I course, it for you. Yeah, this 85 beers. Of course, that was Buddy Ryan's 46 defense. But uh, but uh, Jim McMahon, he, I remember when he got in trouble for breaking rules in the league, he had the Steve, the, the Pete Rosell uh, headband on, the white yeah, headband. Headbands, wristbands, yeah, 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 on any, the shoes. Exactly, anything yeah. to stir the pot. But Jim McMahon, I know you said he's like looking up to the sky. He doesn't know what, what's going on right now. But uh, Jimmy Mack had a pretty good career. And I think he sponged. Are you bullying Jim McMahon? No, but I think he's, and he also sponged the ring under, uh, under Brett Favre with that team that wow, beat the Patriots yeah. in uh, 97. You're bullying McMahon. 
Yeah, big McMahon guy. He was he was okay, and he came that out. Of, guy put a lot of quarterbacks on the map that had flair. Yeah, and he, and he came out of Brigham Young. He was he always had a lot of charisma, a lot of personality. I think he was an okay quarterback. Obviously, Ditka and Ditka and McMahon clashed. I mean, of course. Well, Ditka, he clashes with everybody. Well, Ditka clashed with everybody. Also, he picked yeah. on Flutie years later. But wow, I, Flutie, I, everyone's on. Everyone likes Flutie. Stop it. Flutie's solid. He, okay. Solid. All right. I'm not gonna. I'm not disagreeing that he's not. Yeah. Good. He's a good quarterback. Well, he's uh, not a legend. No. No. He, well, like, uh, well, in in, 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 in Boston eyes uh, around. He, yes, he is in New England. He's he's a legend. No, not in pros. Okay. The hail mary to Gerard yeah. Phelan in the Orange Bowl. Right. Bernie Kosa. Yeah, I was in junior high school. I was at Hubie Bain. Right, yeah. He came in he, Canadian Football League. So yeah, I don't care about that. See, no, you're right. Always right. No, you're right. He started. Yeah. Then yeah. he got the call. Yeah. He's five seven. Yeah. Can't see over anybody. Five nine. He's just throwing yeah. up. Hopefully you catch a hail merely yeah. full of grace. Get the ball and tag the base. How do you end up doing those? How do you end up doing those like supplement commercials with Frank Thomas? It just doesn't stop seem it. like yeah, a stop. good fit. Stop. I don't, he's on the Kellogg's thing. Stop. Yeah, I stop mean it. it's. But um, anyways, those Ridiculous. are our, those are our number nine. I like Doug Flutie, but I'm not like overall like oh Flutie, oh my God, Flutie, uh, stop. Heisman Trophy winner too. All right, let's move on. I can't even say it on you. Can we say You're more? You're jocking well, Doug Flutie. I'm a big. I was a big Flutie guy. I always, I always, I liked him because obviously the the little guy that everybody you know couldn't, the dog. couldn't see over the line and this and that. But everybody's yeah. always trying to take his job again away no. from him. And I'll still never forget that year that he. He is a phenomenal quarterback. I'll, yeah, I'll still never Can't forget the year, away from him. I'll still never forget the year that he took over. I think it was '99 when he took over um, for the kid Rob Johnson in Buffalo and led them to the oh, playoffs. And then they gave the job back to Johnson in the playoff game because Johnson was six six two thirty and Flutie was five nine one eighty. And the funny part was. That was the uh, that was the Music City miracle on that fluke like play, the lateral play, and of course the Tennessee Titans ran down the sideline. That was the uh, Super Bowl that Steve McNair, the aforementioned Steve McNair, played in and came down to the last play. Mm-hmm. But okay. those those are our nines. Are we done with the nines? We are. All right, we're gonna move on a little. Oh, oh Niels, I'm sorry. Hang on, hang on. We'll I am rewind there. We'll I am rewind. so sorry. I'm so sorry that I forgot. Obviously, Teddy Williams. Is the is the number one? Yep. I forgot. I had it in the vault for weeks, and I and I can't oh, not no. bring are it up you, right are now. You grabbing something from under the bar? Oh, that's an aggressive play right oh, there. No, 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 no. There's no visuals. Right. Um, if you want, though, seeing that we're still doing it in the cave slash studio, if you look over your right shoulder to the left of the big screen TV in the living room, we're gonna go with the immortal Roy Hobbs, played by Robert Redford Stop. in the movie The Natural, no, where he won nine. And actually, the movie is supposed to be depicted, if you read the book, sort of like he's Ted Williams, okay? okay. The greatest hitter. So Roy Hobbs, I know he didn't play in, for real in the major leagues. But, of course, he led the uh, New York Knights to the pennant in 1939, mm-hmm. according to the movie. And I did watch it last night. So, Roy Hobbs would uh, play by Robert Redford, the, the the incomparable Robert Redford. Nobody cares about Roy Hobbs. Oh, I'm, listen, that is the great. And you know me, I'm a purist on the baseball. Some of the baseball is lame in that movie, but uh, Redford's got a nice swing. And, of course, you, you're a big Robert Duvall fan. He plays Max Max Mercy, yeah. the uh, the writer. So I'm going to go with uh, Roy Hobbs is the best of, of anybody from a movie that we've seen. Okay, that's that's a new that's a new topic in the sports jump. <laughs> you brought it up today. We're doing movies now with the top number well, nines and we, eights and sevens listen, and at, sixes and fives and fours and threes. At, and some, and at some point, the, the jumps in the past, you know, I think Too bad we missed number five, Fenway Five. It may have, <laughs> wow, you don't quit. It may have been one of your late, your earlier vacations. Maybe but we last, also have the Baltimore Four coming that's up. That's aggressive play right there. Um, <laughs> but no, back in the day, and you and I, when we first was starting to build the brand, I guess maybe there was maybe your last Florida trip. It, it doesn't matter. It could have been my Florida trip. I know the pen, the pen, the pen. Can you just but put it in the right hand? I'm a Southpaw. I got to go with, with, you know what I mean? I'm Italian. Right, Bob and Hagler. So, okay. uh, it's hardcore right there. No, but anyways, when we did the top 10 baseball movies of all time, you could, obviously, anybody who's missed that episode can go up on Spotify, go to our website, The Sports Chumps, click on Spotify, the Spotify link, and you can see any of our episodes and, of course, the top 10 baseball movies, which, of course, The Naturals, number one. All right, we're 15 minutes into season two. Episode 9, you are locked into 88.1 FM WELH. We are the Sports Jumps. You can check out all of our podcasts up on our website. Our website is thesportschumps.com. Go to that Spotify logo, click on it, and all of our podcasts are up there. If you don't like Spotify, Google the Sports Jumps. We come up and we're on every podcast platform there is. Any questions, concerns, or comments, you can email Mike Dean at thesportschumps at gmail.com. Moving on, uh, we're going to preview the NFL 20. 
22 season. We're going to break it down division by division with some quick talk from me and mostly the dream. And uh, we're going to see where this season takes us with the Patriots. We're not going to start with the Patriots, but we're going to see where the season takes us. Actually, we are going to start with the Patriots. We're going to start with the AFC East. Uh, Buffalo Bills, I believe, have the best roster in this division. Uh, they got the stud, Josh Allen. Hopefully, there's no hot breaks. They seem to get to the playoffs, and they just have hot break after hot break after hot break after hot break. Hopefully, that ends this year. Uh, anything less than a ring would be a hot break. Yeah. All right. We're big talk about um, Miami. Uh, they're, they're moving up in the ranks. Mm-hmm. The Jets are the Jets. They suck. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's let's get into your opinion on this division. I know you're a big Patriots guy. There's a lot of talk about can Bill Belichick still coach? That is the big question mark. Yeah, he's got his, he's got his hands full this year. Let's start with the aforementioned Buffalo Bills, as you you, you said. Um, the cream of the crop in the AFC East, okay? And, of course, as you said, that epic collapse late in the game against the Kansas City Chiefs last year where they had it. They were, You're looking at a team that could have won it all, okay? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, like you said, anything short of at least getting to the Super Bowl is a failure. And I know up there at Orchard Park, they've been craving a Super Bowl team. You had the you know the four teams with Jim Kelly back in the 90s just wasn't able to get it done. This, this team with Josh Allen, I know he was your guy last year. He had that little, like, he was an MVP candidate. He faltered a little bit late in the season, then got it going again. This is by far the best roster of, you used to talk about the AFC one of the better rosters in the NFL right now. And, of course, he can throw the ball to Stephon Diggs. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is getting up there a little long in the tooth, but he can still play the game of football. This roster, top to bottom, is is very, very good right now. A little long in the tooth. We could just call him Snaggletooth. That's aggressive right there. But, of course, Sanders has been in postseasons before, with you know whether it was San Francisco, whether it was uh, Pittsburgh, whether it was Denver. He's been around the ground. So, you know, you look at you look at this team right now, and, of course, you, we, we talked about it earlier, Niels. They, they, they make the big free agent acquisition, bringing Von Miller in late of the Rams after they win a, a Super Bowl. So um, it, it's just that there's a lot going on right now with the, with the Buffalo Bills. And, of course, Josh Allen is the guy who's going to get it going. And we saw what happened when they played the Patriots in that playoff game last year seven possessions seven touchdowns lay in the wood to Belichick and the Patriots so you look at this roster right now and I think the only thing if you wanted to look for something nails that would be um you're looking for uh, something that could stop the Bills or prevent them from moving on this year if I'm looking at anything negative on this roster they've got all their players back what they did lose was Brian Dayball. He was the offensive coordinator former Patriot um employee so obviously what happens is you know, now Dayball moves on to coach the New York Giants. He's the head guy for the Giants. So now Josh Allen loses his offensive coordinator. I still think the Bills are going to be okay. Sean McDermott's one of the better coaches in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Bills are going to be okay, at least to, to, to definitely win this division, obviously, with, uh, with you know, the teams that are uh, behind them. So what's your real take on the Patriots? Well, I mean, so obviously, you know, I mean, where do you see them in the conference? Wait, in wait, the division, I mean. Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna give much run to the to to the Jets. You said the Jets are the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do feel bad that jo- uh, Zach Wilson got hurt. I always call him Joshua Kyle Wilson. I've called him everything, but it's Zach Wilson, and obviously he had surgery. They're gonna go with the immortal Joe Flacco to start the season, okay? Mm-hmm. And of course, they lost their tackle. Immortal. Mac- yeah, they lost their tackle, Mackay Becton. He's man. He's, yeah. <laughs> so they lost the they lost their uh, tackle, Mackay Becton, who's missed most of last season. He's gonna miss all of this season. So you know, now now Flacco starts the season. Wilson has surgery, could be back in four weeks, but that definitely stunts the kid's growth. He needs all the reps he can get. And Saleh's got a, he's got his hands full with the Jets. As far as Miami goes, before we get into the Patriots, you look at this roster, I, I, I think the question mark is, even with the new coach, Mike McDaniel, I think he's going to do a nice job there, and they have a, a definitely an upgrade of talent coming on that roster. They did acquire Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs to go along on one side with Jalen Waddell. So that one-two punch of wide receivers are probably the best one-two punch, I think, in the NFL. The problem is... I don't believe they have the quarterback that can get them the ball. I think that in his third season, Tua Tagovailoa, this is a crucial season for him, and he may be the guy that holds them back from this team taking the next step forward. So I look at that division in the middle there. I look at, uh, obviously, the Jets holding up the rear, Buffalo in, uh, in first, and I think that the Dolphins, and I know you're anxious to hear about the Patriots, those are going to be your two and three teams in, in the middle of that division. Before we get on uh, to the next yeah. uh, division, do you see mac and cheese having a breakout yet? 
No, actually, unfortunately, and of course, this is what everybody's saying, but I'm not seeing anything to uh, to convince me otherwise. I think it's a step back for Mac, Mac Jones this year, and that's only because, not because I think that he's not a good quarterback. I just look at the question marks on this roster. Um, with the, it starts with the offensive line, and that's where all the, it's always in the trenches. And now you've got, of course, a situation where where um, Isaiah Wynn moves from left tackle to right tackle, and Trent Brown's on the left side. Wynn's been a question mark for five years. Uh, he's up for a, for a payday. They might trade him. We don't know what's going to happen. David Andrews is still fine at the center position. He's going to do the job. He's Mac Jones's his security blanket. But you look at this roster right now, you look at Kendrick Bourne, their wide receiver. He's been a question mark. They were talking about trading him in preseason. I guess he's he's been a little bit of a head case. So I don't know what's going on there right now. There's a, there's a lot of question marks around this team. And of course, I know, you know, you look at the other side of the ball, Dante Hightower is, I think he's semi-retired right now, not officially, but the linebacker core, I, I think you're hoping that somebody emerges that's been there a couple of years. Maybe, stop. maybe like a Josh Uche or somebody like Anthony Jennings. Somebody somebody that's gonna step up and, and take control. Do something that yeah that wasn't expected because right yeah. now there's there's a lot of opportunity for a lot of these guys. Um they're gonna be weak at the uh at the cornerback position. They gave Malcolm Butler another chance to come back and see if he could do it. He was put on IR and then subsequently waived. So they're gonna be thin in the secondary with Jalen Mills and you know a couple of guys. Um it, it's 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 I think it's gonna be a long season and of course you you see right here of course the visual if you could see is that i've broken i've broken down this patriot schedule 25 times trying to find a way that i could get the patriots to 10 wins and i just i just can't no, do I it i just can't do it nails um they do I, have an awful schedule I, i'm gonna put i'm listen i'm gonna put them uh, I, i'm here's what i think I, i'm gonna put them at seven and ten for the season okay um i'm gonna say like That's eight, a lot of, you're giving them a lot of credit there no, wow. <laughs> they were ten and seven last year, so that's that's a three game. You're going backwards. Forget, they got a whole new offense. It's a whole new yeah, play calling. Team. Yeah. Well, then of course you, you you talk about the play calling. Is it Joe Judge? Is it Matt Patricia with the pencil in his ear? What are we doing over here? There's a lot of lot of question marks on this on this roster and as far as the play calling goes. And I do I think Mac is going to take a hit in season two. Um, Luckily, they got through the preseason with no major injuries. Jacoby Myers was hurt, so he's questionable for week one. And Ty Montgomery, who they brought over um, as a free agent acquisition, he's questionable also. So, obviously, most of the team, and Tyquan Thornton, that's the second-round pick out of Baylor, who everybody thought could get a little separation. He had one touchdown in the preseason. He broke his collarbone, and that was the knock on him, is that he was a little bit uh, frail, wasn't strong enough to handle the vigors of the NFL. So, already we're seeing... Um, we're seeing a situation where he's going to be out probably six to eight weeks. So it's going to be it's going to be a tough season as the Patriots start in Miami, which is always a death trap for them. So I look at the Patriots after four weeks at about one in three, and it's I, I think it, it could could be a long season if if they overachieve and Belichick coaches, and I still believe he can. I still believe he can coach him up because a couple of weeks ago, you... I, I no, I still, I think, he can, I think because it's Bill, he's worth a couple of wins. So if I've got them at seven and ten, I think he can coach them up and maybe get them to nine and eight. So that that would be the ceiling for me, nine and eight. So I see them in, in Miami fighting out for the two and three spots in that division, and I don't think I don't think either team gets a wild card. So I think it's Buffalo in that division, and the rest is uh, is. Is I have no comment on Bill Belichick. We're going to move on to the EFC North. Well, it's hardcore right. This division there. took a huge hit. Deshaun Watson out. Is it 11 games, 13 games? He's well, not going to be back well, to November. No, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, it's funny you brought that up, Nails, because I think they, they said they, they said 11. Well, yeah, no, at first it was supposed to be 6, and then it went to 11. Now they say he comes back week 13. That leads me to believe maybe they have the bye that week, so he comes back after 11 games, but they have the bye, and then he comes back for week 13. Either so, way, he's dumb. He's he's He's, he's swell. Yeah, he's garbage. Uh, Total garbage. Trash. Circular file. Don't even let him play. Oh, wow. Biggest question is, can the Bengals return to the SB, the Super Bowl? That's my biggest question with this division. Obviously, Roethlisberger is not playing anymore. Mm -hmm. So you got Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati. I see uh, Cincinnati up top on this division. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Joe Burrow, very impressive after, a, after that. He shattered his knee the season before. They won four games. They end up in the Super Bowl beating Pat Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. And, of course, they were two minutes away. They were one stop in the Super Bowl away from winning that Super Bowl. So, obviously, I like Burrow and the Bengals. They're no longer the Bungles. 
okay? But um, I, I think they will win this division this year. And of course, as, as long as Lamar Jackson is in Baltimore, um, I think Baltimore's got to punch his chance also. A contender. Yeah, the only thing about Jackson, I think, is the fact that they haven't settled that whole contract thing. So until that gets settled, he gets his long-term deal. I think that's a little bit of a cloud hanging over the Ravens, but I think that Baltimore will be relevant. And of course, after, after that, the rest of that division is, is um, you know, of course, you've got the Browns. You mentioned a lot of talent, but of course, Watson's out most of the season. I don't see them winning a ton of games with Jacoby Brissett at the helm. Um, and then of course, the Steelers, I think, are going to pull up the rear and of course this is the the that you just said this is the end of the Ben Roethlisberger era and now they they have to move forward and of course it's it's Mitchell Trubisky late of of the Chicago we're Bears gonna, we're gonna shorten his name Mitchell Biscuit yeah he was throwing a lot of biscuits in Chicago and of course got a chance to hold a clipboard take a step back last year and watch Josh Allen play so maybe he gets a reboot and a regroup so he's gonna get a chance to be the starting quarterback in Pittsburgh the one thing I will tell you this and I don't root for injury from for anybody, I hope he does a nice job and has a, you know a little resurrection to his career. But I would love to see the rookie out of Pittsburgh, and he's playing for Pittsburgh as the kid Kenny Pickett. We talked about him earlier. We talked about him with Doctor Football after the draft. He's the kid with the small hands that they didn't think was going to be the real deal. I would love to see Pickett get a chance to play this year. I'm sure the Steelers would love to see him continue to just learn. But at some point, injuries. Could, could could force him into action. Of course, they have the kid Mason Rudolph also. So I think it's going to be a total uh, re reboot for the Steelers, and they're going to have to uh, start from scratch a little bit. All right, next division, AFC South. you got Houston, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Jacksonville. This should be the Colts division behind Matt Ryan. Yeah, and I see them on top. Yeah, Nails, and I'll be honest, you've, you've heard me talk about Matt Ryan in the past. Now, this was his Atlanta Falcon days. He's 36, 37 years old now. I look at him more of a fantasy quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I think he's still scarred after blowing that 28-3 lead to the Patriots five years ago, and I don't think he's ever been the same since. But um, in this division, the Colts have a ton of talent, and at, at an advanced age now, Matt Ryan doesn't have to do everything on this team because he has the do-it-all running back in Jonathan Taylor, who was the MVP candidate last year. You hand the ball off to him, he's a horse. He's the next Derrick Henry, and then some. So I think the Colts do win this division. I like the I like them, you know, in that 11 and 6, 12 and 5 type record this year. And then of course after that, yeah, I don't even think you get another wild card out of this division. I think the Tennessee Titans take a step back this year with Ryan Tannehill. Okay, who looked like he shanked that last game against the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC uh, in the AFC semis last year. So I, I think that the Tennessee Titans go backwards. And, and another reason, other than Tannehill, is I believe they've they've milked Derrick Henry for all he is. He's coming off that foot surgery last year. He's only 28 years old. He's been a horse, an MVP type player. But I think his best days are behind him. I think they've asked him to do too much. And I think that the Tennessee Titans go. They take at least a step back this year. And of course, the rest of that division. I mean, if you the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's season two of the Trevor Lawrence era. And of course, well, I, I, I think Lawrence is still going to be an elite quarterback. He needs a, you know, obviously. The rest of the division as well. Well, he needs a, he needs a system. He's got Doug Peterson there now who won, obviously won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think that Jacksonville will be better. The Urban Meyer thing was a disaster last year. He didn't even make it through a full season. So I think Jacksonville with a little bit of a, a little bit of energy and fight, I think they could get to five or six wins this year. And of course, the Houston Texans, not even worth the airtime right now. They're going to be awful once again. All right. So so we're going to move on after that comment. AFC West, this might end up being the best division in football history. I believe that. Yeah. They got four premier quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, newly acquired for the Broncos. Justin Herbert and the Raiders, Derek Carr. Um, we have two wow. of the most creative offensive coaches in this division. Andy yeah. Reid, Josh McDaniels, who I'm not a big fan of. You know that. Yep. Um, I see in this division... I see Kansas City come out on top. Yeah, of course. As long as, you, as long as you've got Patrick Mahomes, you've got a chance to win the division and obviously go a lot further than that. Um, I think it's going to be difficult. And, and here's, here's the question, Nails, that obviously I'm posing and I'm trying to figure out is, you know, who's going to be left out in this division? Because all four teams are playoff ready. Mm -hmm. They all can make it. But obviously you've only got four division winners and three wild cards. So, I mean, could they possibly get all three wild cards from that division? It's not out of the realm. But the problem is with a 17-game schedule, these four teams, don't forget, they're going to play each other two times apiece. They're going to beat each other up. So somebody's going to come out of there in that 9-8, and 9-8 record, something like that, and maybe on the outside looking in. Obviously, I don't think it'll be the Chiefs. I think Justin 
Herbert in his third year. I think he's a stud. The coach kind of gave Brendan, uh, Brendan Stay last year, gave away that last playoff game or the last regular season game to allow the LV Raiders in. Um, yeah, somebody's I, can't gonna, have, I can't get used to that. So I know, I know, I know, I know. Some, something's going to something's gonna happen there. I don't, the Broncos with Russell Wilson, then they are now relevant again. So you look at this team right now with Russell Wilson at the helm. Denver's ready to go here. Russell Wilson at 32 years old. He believes it's now, and he's got a five-year window there with the Denver Broncos. And, of course, the, the, the Raiders, they bring in Josh McDaniels as a head coach. They acquire Chandler Jones, former New England Patriot edge guy. They bring him in. He's 32, but he's still got something left in the tank. And I believe he's the all-time sa- uh, um, current sack leader that's active in the NFL. And, of course, they, they, they bring Devontae Adams via trade. He's the best wide receiver in the NFL. They take him away from Aaron Rodgers. He goes to the LV Raiders. So the Raiders have got, got some firepower. I don't know what's going on in the backfield with the kid Jacobs. I think they've soured on him. I'm not a huge Derek Carr guy. Um, I think he's more of a fantasy guy. But with a team around him and a new coach, I, I don't know. I'm, it's, I've, I've been hard pressed to pick who's going to get left out of this division. I'm going to say that I'm going to say the Raiders get in this year again, and maybe the Broncos somehow, even if, you know, ten and seven, maybe don't get in because you can't take everybody. All right, we're 30 minutes in. You are listening to the Sports Chumps Season 2, Episode 9 on 88.1 FM WELH Providence. The discussion at hand is the 2022 NFL season. You could go to our website. Our website is thesportschumps.com. Go to that Spotify link. Click the link, and all of our podcasts are up there. If you don't like Spotify, you have other platforms you listen to, podcasts on, just Google the Sports Chumps, and all of our um all of our podcasts on every platform will come up. You can email Micah Dean at thesportschumps at gmail.com. Moving on, NFC East. You got the Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington Commanders. Can't get used to that name either. Is this the Eagles' year? Do you think it's the Eagles' year? Or can the Cowboys return back to America's team? They always seem, actually, they had a good playoff run, but then they always seem to hit a hitch. Yeah. Um, uh, every year it's the same thing with mm. Dallas. The fans are in the stadium crying. They're sad. They go home. They're they're in depression for a week. Yeah. Then they return to work. Yeah, it's it's a good question, Nails. I mean, of course, as far as the Eagles, you brought up the Eagles first. Everybody's on their bandwagon this year. All the experts are picking them to at least make the playoffs. Some people are picking them to win that division. I think their roster is as good or even better than the Cowboys. I'm just not sold on Jalen Hurts as a, as a surefire quarterback. I've watched him in college at Alabama, and then he transferred to Oklahoma. He's a winner. I just don't think he can make enough throws in the pocket to be a, a quarterback to take his team to the next level. And obviously, you know, Super Bowl would be the uh, culmination of everything. But I think they're going to have a good season. Um, the Cowboys, I still got them in the one hole to win that division. Um, under Dak Prescott, who's, you know, a full year back from that horrific injury. You know, he's got C.D. Lamb to throw the ball to. Tony Pollard, six, I mean, he's good for like six yards a clip every time he touches the football. I think he gets more carries this year. And I think it's a crucial, crucial season for running back Ezekiel. Elliott. I think he's on the downslide. Okay, he's he's, he's every he's year. A head case. Every year his number. Yeah, and every well now he's behaving. Now his numbers are just going down. His production's not there. I think he's a guy that mm, possibly could be cut at the end of the season. I don't see much. He's it's a big year for him. He's on the contract. He's making big money. Running backs don't make big money, so I think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna outlive his contract. I think it's uh, the end could be near for him. This is a crucial, crucial season for for Elliott. But I still like the Cowboys, and of course, you mentioned the Washington Commanders. I'm a big Ron Rivera fan. I really like him. They're gonna give Carson Wentz a chance. This will be his third team in three years. I think they improve a little bit, but they still come up a little bit short. And of course, the Giants. As long as Daniel Jones is at the helm, I think the Giants is still in full re, re- you know rebuild. Even with uh, Saquon Barkley in the backfield. He hasn't really got back to form from that injury from three years ago. So I think the Giants are still going to be holding up the rear in the AFC East. Right, NFC N- East, I'm sorry. NFC North, Chicago, Green Bay, Detroit, Minnesota. This is obviously Green Bay's division. They have won the last three NFC North titles. Could this be their fourth? I don't know. Is Aaron Rodgers not going to be a head case? Is he going to perform? Is he going to win a Super Bowl? They always seem to have heartbreak at some point, too. I mean, well, no offense, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Great in the field, off the field, just shut your mouth. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say yes to all the questions you just asked. Let me finish. Yep, go ahead. Let me finish. Let me get my oxygen in so I can talk a little bit. All right, well, you stopped, so. No, I didn't okay. stop. You interrupted. No, I really didn't, actually, really but go ahead. All right. Done? Yeah. Okay. The Lions are they the second best in this division. Now you can go. 
Yes, because because Minnesota's Minnesota stinks. Kirk Cousins has made more money in the NFL than anybody I've ever seen for doing nothing. So I'm going to say that they leapfrogged the, the the Vikings. The Bears with Justin Fields, it's going to be ugly over there uh, in at Soldier Field. They might win four games this year. So yes, to answer your, your last question, the Lions do make a, a, a jump under Soup Campbell this year. Okay, I did get hooked on Hard Knocks. I said I wouldn't. I couldn't help it. Okay, Soup Campbell. Every other word, every other word's an f bomb out of his mouth. It's 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 hilarious. It's it, it, there's no edits going on. It's just like straightforward HBO, HBO, HBO. But um, no, to answer your Aaron Rodgers question. Yeah, to answer your Aaron Rodgers question, we, you asked like four questions, and I'm going to answer yes until the fifth question. You said uh, Super Bowl. That's where I get off the bandwagon because the guy just can't win in the postseason. Yeah. You're asking me if he's going to win another division. You're asking me if he's going to put up numbers. He's going to win. He might win another MVP. He just won the last two MVPs. At what point does he get it done in the postseason? The guy goes. Enough. The guy goes 12 and 12 and 5, 13 and 4. He's up there every year until he sees Tom Brady in the playoffs. Then he has a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, it's over. I'm interrupting you now. I don't know if he was going to go with the Boogie Night stash this year. It's going to be interesting to see if that happens. Looks like Nicolas Cage. Oh, that's hardcore right there. But no, there's still listen. There's still the elite team in this division. He's he, listen. One thing about Rodgers, we don't like him, but he has been stripped and fleeced of a lot of his players over the years, and he always finds a way to still get the job done. They don't have Devontae Adams anymore, and I don't think they really replaced him. So I don't know who he's going to throw the ball to. I don't know. Alan Lazard, we're reaching. Uh, Valdez Scanlon, I think he's gone. There's a lot of guys that you know. It, it, it's Rodgers always finds a way to win football games until the postseason. That's it. Hey, we're moving on. NFC South, there's nothing else to talk about. You could talk about the other three teams. There's no reason to give them any airtime. Two words. Oh, wow. Tom Brady. Well, you know what? You can say that, Nails, but Tom Brady, I don't know what he's been doing in the preseason. I don't know where his head's at. He took 10 days off. I from... know where his head's at. That's, that's aggressive here on the jumps. Did I wrong, did I? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but no, of course, Brady at 45, he turned 45 in August. They get Chris Godwin coming back. He's got some players. Obviously, Gronk's retired until he gets the phone call midseason. But if you look at this team, they should win this division going away. Jameis Winston comes back for the New Orleans Saints this year. We'll see what happens there. I think they're going to be a lot better. Um, and, of course, the Panthers, they're going to have Baker Mayfield at quarterback. We're going to find out if he wins more football games than he does commercials. But, of course, Sam Donald was carted off the field in the final preseason game, so there's no competition there for that starting quarterback job. It's Baker Mayfield to get his market back and to find out if he can still play play in this league and of course like you said we're not going to give much run to the Atlanta Falcons Dirty they're, birds. they're going to go with Marcus Mariota as their starting quarterback this year after Matt Ryan was traded to Indianapolis I do like the kid Kyle Pitts they drafted him top five out of Florida I think he's the next next great tight end in this in this league all right we're going to move on uh, that's Tom Brady's division you could say whatever you want it's he's coming back to show you that that's their division yeah it's no I can't argue with that all right he needs to wake up a little bit though Needs to get his head into the game. How's that? Is that better? Yeah, definitely. All right. You got the NFC West, home of the defending Super Bowl champions, the LA Rams. Trey Lance taking over in San Fran. Um, I like this kid, Trey Lance. I do too. I do too. They didn't. They didn't trade up. They didn't trade the farm to get up to get him two years ago, so he could hold the clipboard for another season. He's the guy. The question is obviously, as we air the show, by the time this show gets aired, there's a chance that Jimmy Garoppolo could be cut. He's. They're not going to pay him twenty six twenty six million to hang around and be uh, you know a locker room you know presence. It's over. Yeah, uh, the galloping chickens moving on. He's going somewhere. And when you look at this division, the Seattle Seahawks with, with another legendary guy, Geno Smith, is going to be the starting quarterback. A lot of people think that, that Garoppolo could get chopped this week and could end up with, with Seattle there with Pete Carroll. They just came across ESPN. Are they gonna, the Browns might trade for him. Well, the, yeah, well, see, but that's the thing with the Browns. Now you get at some point. Now you trade for Garoppolo. Now, if you trade for him, you got to you got to pay that you got to pay that salary. And then, of course, you got Brissett for eleven games, and then Watson comes back, who's got a two hundred seventy million dollar contract, and they're still paying some of the Baker Mayfield money. Nails for the first time. I think he thought he there was no pen this time. He thought he was going to get a finger in the eyeball through the glasses. I don't know. Okay, but um, I think they're talking about him ending up in Seattle with Pete Carroll. That would make the most sense because Geno Geno Smith is utter swell. Okay, so I that think would make Pete sense. Carroll there. and Bill Belichick need to go on vacation for a while, 
and, well, and never come back. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you, you know, you can't forget the Cardinals in this division. No. Um, of course, Kyler Murray, you know, I'm not a big fan. He got that huge contract. I think he's a sour puss. He doesn't look like he's happy when he plays the game. Just, just saying. Um, but I, I think that they're still going to be a playoff contender. And of course, the Rams won it all last year. They added Allen Robinson at the wide receiver position. They did let old OBJ go, Odell Beckham Jr. So obviously, that roster, you know, I'm not a Matthew Stafford fan, but he did win it all. You know, despite the fact he had a great team around him with Cooper Cup, who had a great season, Aaron Donald on the defensive line. You can't forget about that team. That's definitely, you know, one of the favorites to win it all again. But um, I, I'm, I, I still like, um, I don't know, I, I still like the 49ers with Kyle Shanahan. With Lance, it's going to be interesting to see what this kid does in his first year as a starting quarterback. He looked good in, in little spots last year, but it was always Garoppolo that everyone wrote off, and it seemed like Garoppolo won football games. So it's going to be interesting to see where he lands. It's not going to be in San Fran. It looks like it's over for the galloping chicken. It could be Seattle. All right, so who do you got winning the Super Bowl? Okay, so I'm going to go with, I think it's finally time. And, it, of course, Aaron Rodgers never gets, it seems to be a struggle every time in the postseason. This year, I think it will be different if he goes against Tom Brady. For some reason, I think that the, the Tampa thing is over. I think Brady has another good year and puts up four, 5,000 yards, whatever the numbers are. But I think he comes up short. And I think Aaron Rodgers finally gets over the hump, beats Tom Brady, but loses in the Super Bowl to the Buffalo Bills. I think this year with Josh Allen, I think this is the year they finally get, they get off the schneid and um, that area finally gets their, their Super Bowl championship. How many Madden games have we played? I won one. How many have we played? I won two. How many have we played? No, you, you were correct the first time. It's 13 oh. to 1. All right, 13 to 1. The only guy I beat you with yeah. was Josh Allen. Okay. All right. And I think you threw nine picks with him the next time. But okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so I think you went I'm back picking, to the well. I'm going with my guy, yeah. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. You were big on him last year. Like I yeah. said, a fluke play at the end yeah. against Kansas City yeah. that was just, you know, with 14 Buffalo. seconds left. Yeah. I, I, I definitely like the Buffalo Bills, and I think it would be great for that area. I think they've been starving for a Super Bowl. Do you remember Bowl the famous line by Ice Cube in one of his songs? No. And I won't choke like the Buffalo Bills. Did he really say that? So that's what he thinks about that's, the gym. That's 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 from when they had Thurman Thomas. Well, I was going to say that's what he thinks about Jim the Thurman Kelly. Thomas era, huh? Yeah. 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 Cornelius <laughs> Bennett, Daryl Talley. Yeah, so that's what he thinks of Steve Tasker and the boys, huh? All right, that's a wrap. That's our take on the NFL 2022 season. It's going to be a fun season. You can agree with it. You cannot agree with it, but that's our take, and it's a strong take from the dream. He is the savant of the sports jumps. We get it done here every week through thick and thin. Um, I am going to go into a little Major League Baseball. Okay. okay, right now, the past couple of weeks, the Red Sox were on top of the Braga Bridge. They were on top. They were coming off. They are on top. They finally got pushed over. It's over. They're done. They're not going anywhere. Sox over Braga Bridge in the water. No. Hot beat is no longer beating. I'm trying to look for something like positive to talk there's about. There's nothing positive no, about the no, Red Sox. No, there's nothing right? positive. The Yankees weather the storm. They come through. Off yeah. the Braga Bridge, it's over. They're swimming with the battleship down there. Yeah, no, the Yankees had a, you know, they had some tough times. They, they hit a little bit of wall there in August, but um, at 78 and 50, they're still in good shape. Obviously, they're looking up at the Houston Astros for that number one seed in the in the AL, but they're going to still get a buy in the first round of the playoffs. Um, Aaron Judge popped his 49th dinger the other night. I know, I know, dear Antler, I get it. Um, <laughs> but no, I think that I think the um, the Yankees weathered the storm. They're going to be okay. The Red Sox are not going to be okay. They're last in it's the over. Last in the AL East, on last Saturday, I did see a gem thrown by 42-year-old Rich Hill. He threw a seven-inning two-hitter with 11 oh, Ks. I am grasping in a 5-1 oh. win over Tampa. It was nice to see for one day. JT hit his 10th dinger on Sunday, and Bogey's got 11 jacks. This team's going nowhere fast, and I guess it's finally hit frustration where the Red Sox um, on Monday morning uh, uh, designated for assignment two of their bullpen guys, Austin Davis in his almost six ERA, 5.79, <laughs> what, what was Walter Matthau's name in the Bad News Bears? What was the coach's name? Oh, God. Oh, um, Buttermaker. What was his first name? I forgot his first name. What? That's the that's that's your boy. <laughs> that's your boy. Alex Cora? Yeah. Oh, that's aggressive. That's it's, still, it's still not Cora's fault, and I got something to boy. say about that. But they, they did designate Austin Davis for assignment. The lefty who came over in the Michael Chavis deal last year from Pittsburgh. He had a 5.79 ERA, and they also designated Hirajaku... Sawamura for wow, assignment. Really yeah. Hey, listen, after the games, Corvus <laughs> down and lands down banging Schlitz like your boy over there for the Bad News Bears. Well, that's a very aggressive take 44 <laughs> minutes into the chumps. I mean. <laughs>
No, it's funny. There was a there was a play in the Tampa game on Sunday where I guess f- your boy Franchi Cordero went out like from first base to try to catch a ball over his shoulder and he muffed it. Yes. He brought he brought Verdugo into his office after the game and he ringed Verdugo because he said, obviously that ball's gonna be caught. You're the guy coming in. Now you know me as a baseball. How do you know, how do you know all this? Well, because I did my homework on it. No, but did you, was there a second? It got it got oh, through them it okay. got into the media. Oh. So it's Cora called him into his office. They had a I didn't little know they had direct contact. No, no, they had a little bit of a chat. My point is like what he's basically saying is like you got to cover Franchi because he's not really a first baseman. So I think that, to be honest with you, here we go again. Here's the little riff between Alex Cora and Heim Bloom. He's basically saying, Alex, I expect more from you. You're the guy coming in for the ball, okay? And you got Franchi going back on the ball. He's not skilled and versed at that position. That's the guy that Bloom gave me to play first base right now. Of course, they got Eric Hosmer in that deal from San Diego, and he's already hurt with a back injury. He was swinging at air before that. He was an automatic out. So they've really got problems. This roster, they're in trouble, and they're just playing out the string with five weeks to go. All right, we're 45 minutes in to the sports shops on 88.1 FM WELH Providence. This is Season 2, Episode 9. You can check out all of our podcasts up on our website. The website is thesportschumps.com. Go to the Spotify link. Click the link, and every podcast is up there. Questions, concerns, or comments, or if you want to stump the dream, we haven't done that in a while. If you want to stump the dream, email Mike at thesportschumps at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments... Email Mike or Dean I noticed, at thesportschumps.com. I noticed you rushed me on my... Sportschumps at gmail.com. You rushed me on the sock segment, meaning yeah, like they're stop. done, like stop yeah, talking. I get it. No, it's listen, over. you're right. Yeah. They got six teams ahead of them in the wild card race. I do want to say this. One, one a little bit of bad news for the uh, Houston Astros. Thank God it's not an arm injury, but Justin Verlander, the Cy Young, he's going to run away with the Cy Young. 39-year-old Justin Verlander left the game on Sunday versus the Orioles with a calf injury. They say it's nothing major. It's not his arm. So obviously he's 16-3 with an ERA under two. He's going to win the Cy Young. Hopefully Dusty Baker, they got a little cushion. Maybe they can rest him a couple of starts. But obviously, you know, a little bad news for the Astros there as they look to uh, to get over the hump this year and, and give Dusty Baker that first World Series championship that he's been uh, been chasing his whole career. That a wrap on MLB? Yes, it is. All right, moving on. Chump of the week. I'm going to kick it over to Dream because I'm disgusted with this guy. Disgust. It's disgusting what happened. Yeah, so where did, where did he go? Did he go like... Down in the basement somewhere where there's dirt and there's a dirt basement, and he just said, "Yeah, put the needle on my on my leg and let me get it." Well, just so you know, this is it's Araldis Chapman from the New York Yankees. Obviously, he's the closer right now because Clay Holmes is on the DL. IL. Um, you know, he's got a 470 ERA this year, but he's getting another chance to close, and now he goes on the IL. Okay, with um with an with a leg infection. Which stems from uh, a tattoo, a yeah, new tattoo. Some blood-borne pathogen is yeah. growing in his blood. Yeah. So obviously the Yankees are seven and a half up in the AL East. They're going to be fine. But here's a guy who's struggled the last couple of seasons for them. He makes a lot of money, okay, and he gets a chance to close again and to take that position with Clay Holmes on the IL. And of course, what happens here? He goes on the IL. So he gives the he's a selfish guy worried more about like stuff that you know he should be worrying about his his delivery or his release point. He's worried about tattoos. So, of course, it's very, very simple to call Araldis Chapman the chump of the week. And by the way, this is not the worst thing he's ever done in his life. Before the Yankees got him years ago, he went from Cincinnati, was traded to the Dodgers. That trade got nixed because he had a, a domestic incident with, with a girl. Great. So this is not the first time that Araldis has done something stupid. This is just like bizarre just to, to go, to even admit that that's the reason why he went on the IL. I don't think I'd even tell anybody that. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yes. So, Forget tattoos. Learn how to pitch. It's, well, he's, it's unbelievable. Well, no, he's been good. He's got he's a track good. record. He's been good. Yeah. But he's a guy who doesn't throw 102 anymore. His fastball is still in the 90s, but he's very hittable now. He throws too many sliders. He's not the same guy he used to be. And obviously, his finger's not on the pulse because he's thinking about things other than baseball. All right. Moving on, NBA. We have uh, Kevin Durant, the biggest baby in the NBA. He's staying in Brooklyn after he wanted to fire everybody. So that was all a big Foss scam. Just I don't know if that was to get coverage on him or what they were doing, but it was all a scam. To me, it was a scam. Just stop it. Yeah. How do you walk that back though? You wanted you know, you, he wanted Nash fired, and he wanted the GM Mox fired. By the way, I, yeah, I got the thing you sent me on on Facebook about Kyrie, something about a party and something Kyrie so said. Was, Go ahead. So Kyrie said to to Steve Nash, "You should give that MVP to Kobe. You didn't deserve it at a party." Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Was at that party, was was Kyrie on the Nets and was Nash the coach of the Nets or was it just a party like before that they were coach and player? Because that I makes a big saw, difference. I only be- saw that one of the players 
came yeah. out to the media and say that I can't right. answer that because if Kyrie said that four years ago at a party, it's it's a it's not a nice thing to say. But if he said it as like you know he's my coach and I'm at a party and I'm letting you know, hey, by the way, you didn't deserve those two MVPs. They should have went to Kobe. That's that's not cool. If he's your, you got to respect the guy a little bit. He's your coach, whether you like him as a coach. Well, or that's not. the problem with the NBA. They have yeah. no respect for the coaches. I mean, it's the world right now. Yeah. It's crazy. So we so we got te- we got teased on this whole Kevin Durant to the Celtic thing. We took the cheese, okay? But obviously Jalen Brown's gonna stay in Boston at least for the next two years, and Kevin Durant, until he demands another trade, is supposed to stay in, in Brooklyn for four years. So and speaking of one other Brooklyn note, and it ties into the Providence College, former PC star and local kid, Providence local kid, David Duke, re-signed with the Brooklyn Nets on a two-way deal. He was hoping for a one-way deal where he could be just on the roster. But if he goes to camp and has a good camp. He could get that one one way deal where he could just be on the roster, but nice. right now it's a two way deal. He'll swing back and forth to the G League. Obviously, I told you about his summer league action. He averaged about nineteen points a game, and he shot fifty percent from the field. So David Duke has definitely made the jump in season two, coming out of Providence College a year early. So congratulations to David Duke. He's he's staying in the league. Solid, solid. That's a wrap on the NBA. Um, right now we're going to do this day in sports history, brought to you by Dean the Dream. Yeah, Nell. So um, on this day in sports history, on September 4th, 1991. Now, everybody, try to follow me here as I, uh, this is, you know, I'm a big stat guy. You need a bouncing ball sometimes. With yeah, you. so, of course, the MLB Statistical Accuracy Committee, okay? All right, Nell just rolled his eyes 50 minutes into the chumps. Um, they voted to drop the asterisk next to Roger Maris's um, home run record, okay, which he set in 1961. He passed Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth had 60 home runs. Maris's 61st home run. For years, they had an asterisk there. And the reason why, it wasn't because he did anything wrong. He didn't put anything in his system. The reason why is because there was they... was no Dan no, around. No, there. exactly. So the reason there why... It was Marlboro's and Budweiser. And believe me, Maris puffed Marlboro's. He had hair falling out. It was an ugly scene. A lot of stress in that season for him under Ralph Houck. No, but the reason why nails is, of course, because um, Maris did it in 100... There was 162-game schedule then. And when Ruth did it, there was only 154 games. So that was the reason for the whole asterisk thing. And in my eyes, to be honest with you, Aaron Judge has 49. And I know you keep talking about, you know, something's going to come out. But if it doesn't... I, I'm looking at, at Aaron Judge as chasing the home run record. He's chasing Roger Maris. Because to me, Barry Bonds, I don't even care about 73 or whatever he hit. To me, it's still the guys that are legit that are not linked to steroids. So, And, of course, also on that day, they, they, made a, um, they also decided that an official no-hitter must go at least nine innings. So if you see a guy throw seven innings and it gets, say it gets rained out and the guy has a seven-inning no-hit game, it's not considered into the record books as a no-hitter. It has to be a nine-inning no-hitter. Okay, or at least nine innings. You could go ten in case it's a you know a tie game or something. So uh, that was it on September fourth, and of course. You know, Roger Maris went through a lot of pressure that year with going against Mickey Mantle until Mantle got hurt. Watch the movie 61. It's in our top 10 uh, baseball movies of all time. Mm-hmm. 61 by Billy Crystal. You can check it out if you go to the, uh, our website, The Sports you Jumps. You look marvelous. You look marvelous. He was solid on it in Saturday Night Live, too. Crystal was nailed. And the baseball in that movie, I told you, was the best. Was he, wasn't he a big uh, Mets fan? Someone said that, but I, I mean, the way he made the movie, I can't see him being anybody, but a, anything but a Yankee fan. I, it's just unbelievable. The baseball in that with Thomas Jane, Barry Pepper, you can go up onto the website, go to our top 10 sports movies of all time. I don't know exactly which episode that was, but it was a while back where we did that, and you could check out the, our top 10 baseball movies of all time, and 61's definitely in there. All right, it's local flavor. Classic. What do you got for local flavor? Yeah, you, I got a game tonight, actually. No, not, well, it's, oh. You can't talk about tonight. You can no. play it. That's hard call. You got, right the, you got the braces still on. Yeah. I can yeah, it's see, the, yeah, I can the, see the, it the cir- smooth a little to the yeah. elbow. The little circular part should be in the elbow. Yeah, the circle's on the, the bullseye on the bullseye goes in the elbow. I yeah. just want to let you know that. Yeah. You're still you're still catering to the arm. Yeah. Um it's you, you had a you pitched what a couple of innings last week? I did. And I you, did. You came through. Um, yeah, I guess a little bit. It was better. It was an improvement. Yep. Two innings. How'd your arm feel? Not bad, not great. No Tommy John in your no, not, future? No, not worse than it was, okay? Right. I think I can go out there right now, and I'm convinced that I can navigate my way through it and deal with the pain. It's not like more than it was. It's not a lot better, but I felt like I was a little bit, I was a little stronger. And the guy that played second, the kid Billy Berg in our second baseman, he said he goes, I could tell the ball was coming out of your hand better. And it had a oh, little... he's another one. He could see the seams. No, but he said he goes, you had a nice little movement on your, on your ball was tailing away. He goes, I could see it. You just look different. I had a couple of strikeouts, so that was a good sign. So I got a couple of strikeouts right. in there. How about hoops? No, nah, hoops. I was awful. I was awful Sunday. It was. It was. Well, um, it wasn't good. I. I think one of my jump shots hit the side of the backboard from the corner. Um, still the rec center until <laughs> Raynones hit the side of the backboard. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then Sab said to me, "What are you doing?" 
But what am I doing? I'm doing what you do all day, throwing up bricks. That's what you do all day. He's but you laying you, the foundation. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? You throw up bricks. I'm, I'm trying to like rebound all of your shanks, okay? At least I'm hustling on the boards. I'm yeah. trying to get putbacks. Yeah. trying to hustle for the squad, you know? So it's, it's, it's all good. But the baseball thing is encouraging. With the baseball trip to Florida in November, I believe that um, I'm going to be hopefully an integral part of it, at least to be, uh, you know, relevant. Well, you got a game today. Good luck to you. You're on the mound? You're on the bump? We'll see. I, obviously, I'm going to get that way. You don't, know, you don't well, know? No, well, no, see, no. I mean, I'm, I'll be out of the pen. So I finished off that last game. Um, we have 15-1-1 one one with a couple of games left. So we're going to get that by the first round. And I don't care whether I pitch or not. I'm going to get the waiver. So I'm right. good. We got five people going to Baltimore on September 11th. I'm going to name it the Baltimore Four because I know that you'll be on the floor sleeping. We're not going to name the other names. I just hope you guys have a good time in Camden Yards. Hope everything is organized and not nothing crazy happens. I take that as a compliment that you say I'll at least be on the. You know I won't be. No, okay. the Baltimore Four. We'll talk about that after September 11th. That's an awful. That's an awful, awful day to go. Uh, God rest everybody's soul. Uh, September 11th, we don't shouldn't even be talking. Shouldn't nobody should be going out and partying and drinking that day. That's just my opinion. Go from no. There. I agree, Neil. A couple little things to clean things up before we get out of here. Of course, Hawaii wins the Little League World Series over Curacao. Nice. I watched a lot of the uh, ki- these kids. They were rocking it. These kids that look like they could get signed already. Um, Serena Williams is in the U.S. Open. 23 majors. I told you this could be her swan song. Um, and back to baseballs. Yeah, I have, go ahead. I have a, uh, just a, sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay. Something just happened with Sue Bird. She had, uh, she beat, she's got the assist record. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Sue Bird. Did you get into that? No, I wasn't, oh. but that's good that you mentioned it. Oh. Thank you. No, I like, I like a little WNBA sp- uh, sprinkled in there. I was watching a little playoff action on, the, on uh, ESPN2 last night. Nice. As I was flipping back between... You have every... You have- I was flicking back between that and the Cardinals game, which Adam Wainwright, the 40-year-old right-hander for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, they had him mic'd up in the pregame. He goes, the one good thing about me in the pregame is that they can't start the game without me, especially since I'm 40. The guy's 40. He's having a ball right now. He's got his boy Pujols, who we all said was on a banana peel. Yeah. He's got 693 homers. He could get seven in the last five weeks and hit 700 and go home and drift off into the sunset but i said but i said obviously serena williams is in the u.s open tonight uh 23 majors a lot of people don't think she can do it again but she's got 100 friends and family that are going to be there to see her and of course one other baseball note seattle's julio rodriguez who i said is the next great player in the mlb i said that about three four weeks ago he signs a contract that could be if he maxes out could be worth 470 million dollars over the next 14 years so obviously i know say whatever you want for the 21 year old center fielder he's got 20 homers and 23 stolen bases congratulations to him on a, on a huge contract extension for a young kid all right that's a wrap season two episode nine of the sports chumps my name is mikey nails and i'm dean the dream and you've been listening to the sports chumps on 88.1 fm welh providence Enjoy your week, everybody. We'll see you next week.
a mí 